0: This is Brian Mayer, host of Hot Sauce Weekly, and you are listening to BCRN, all barbecue and grilling all the time. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine,
1: how's <laughs> long? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, It's all
0: about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? He ate two feet for wiener. Holy so listen, Laburnius, shake your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Mm-hmm. Top. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard the really big Barbecue Central show where we talk about highline barbecue and grilling related items that have transpired over the last days, weeks, and or months, depending on where they are sitting in the news cycle. Sports update, Cavaliers have evened the first round of playoffs with the New York Knicks with a sound thumping 90-107 to on the Cavs side. Yes, sir. And it was out of hand right off the bat. So while we did piss away home court advantage by losing on Sunday, at least the Cavs used their home width tonight to even it up. Now we go to New York for two games and then to Cleveland for three, if necessary. I feel good about the Cavs' chances of getting out of the first rounds, but what do we know about this show? It is not... Andrew, you are
2: not a sports show.
0: We're not a sports show. No sir. But I was tracking it right here off to the right-hand side, so if you see me looking down here, I was tracking... It's all done now, so we're even up and headed to... The Empire State of New York, big city, concrete jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing that you can't do in New York. By the way, this show brought to you from the great city of
2: Palm City, USA, Cleveland.
0: That didn't go very well. My English was bad there, so I apologize. Still to come on the show this evening, Jess Pryles in about 12 minutes from now from Hardcore Carnivore, also the founder of her self-titled website, jesspryles.com, and closing out the show at 35 past CB, or Chris Becker, the founder of cookandpellets.com. And we say goodos, and we say goodos, or good evening to those of you watching through one of our video streaming platforms tonight, Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. You can also watch on YouTube slash RDRimpy and audibly on Clubhouse this evening, let's see if anybody's in clubhouse. Well, yes, there's Lance Owens right there in the club let's throw caution to the wind here. Let's see what Lance is up to. Maybe he's not even up to anything. He said in the chat that he had to go eat sushi or some nonsense like that, but I'm asking him to come up on stage, gonna see if he'll take a free prize for me. nah he's probably getting in the car here so. How do you uninvite somebody? Can I uninvite him from the stage? I can't. But that's all right. I just minimized the screen, and now he's gone. Out of sight, out of mind. YouTube poll question of the week update. I asked you, is there a barbecue and grilling season? And the odds have improved. 89% of you are saying no. There is no barbecue and grilling season. Which means 11% of you are saying yes, there is a barbecue and grilling season. I thought, no, you got to live somewhere because that's where you live. You love live fire. You love barbecue. You love grilling. You love flat topping. Griddling, I think, is the more common term that's accepted. Griddling. I like flat topping. Can we call that? Can we make that a thing? Hashtag flat topping. Wherever you live, you got to suck it up. You got to get out there. You don't grill or barbecue or flat top it until Labor Day and then throw everything in the shed or in the garage where Wes Wright is keeping his stuff evidently. So mental note, if you're by Wes's house, make sure you get into his garage and steal all of his stuff. Of course, we would never do that. Never. But wherever you live, you know it doesn't start in Memorial Day and end on Labor Day. Those are just extra days that you get to barbecue and grill. I mean, look at barbecue show. Jeff King, he lives in the hinterlands of uh, Canada, where it's always 30 below, even in the middle of summer. And he's out there rocking and rolling, of course. Come on! He likes Jason. This guy is a live fire maniac. He did booze team one time, if you can believe it. Still to come on... Uh, still to come. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. This Friday, episode 278. Take a step back just for a minute and exercise simple mathematics. In 22 episodes, we'll be at 300 episodes. (laughs) 300. Holy moly, that's a lot. We'll be taking you back to March 19th of 2016, so seven years ago. And if you are new to the world of barbecue and grilling, especially barbecue and barbecue pits, and you're not schooled up on the different styles of cookers that there are, then this is one you're going to want to check out. As I was interviewing the owner of Deep South Smokers, Randall Bowman. Randall talks about getting into the business, what separates his cookers from other gravity-fed units, and also paints a picture of how those actually operate for those of you who don't know how gravity-fed cookers operate because you're just new into this and you're just finding out about all these different styles of barbecue pits. I think the most popular or well-known, maybe longest-running gravity-fed is Stump Smokers. One of my original 12, I think, barbecue podcasts that I had finally given up to John Solberg to do whatever he wants with has an interview with me and Stump's. Actually, a barbecue legend was also a part of that. It was a three-way interview. (laughs) It's the second week in a row I've said something in my head. It sounds right. And then as soon as it gets out of the pie hole, I'm gripping back at that. But we had uh, three people in that interview. I was the host, and then there were two guests. And one was Stump McDowell, who is the pit maker at Stump's. And he's got a great accent that you, if you like accents, you'll definitely dig it. And then I had a Florida Barbecue Association and slash general competition barbecue legend, Joby Staniland, who is no longer with us, but uh, Joby and Stump did the interview. So he is one of the original gravity fed uh, cabinet style. That's what we call them, uh, cabinet style smokers and some of them had charcoal drawers underneath like spice wine cookers did and uh, what the hell is the name of that cooker that everybody used to i used to want one too fat boy fat boy was one of them. Back, backwoods had charcoal drawer underneath but then you had the ones that were offset gravity fed stumps was one superior smoker was one deep south smoker is one and There's a host of great barbecue pits out there. So if you're just new into it, tune in this coming Friday. Learn about Deep uh, Deep South Smokers. They are in business still. I made sure I checked that before I talked about it just in case it jostled your interest or you're in the market for one of those and you never heard about them. Uh, Don't forget, if you have a guest or segment that you would like to hear again in a best-of format, email John and let him know what you would like to hear J-O-N at the com, and he will do his best to meet your expectation. Some listener email that I couldn't get to in the first portion of the show at the open. Mickey in Texas is writing in, our good pal Mickey. My favorite hour of the show each month is the one with Meathead and Robert Moss. I have been a big fan of Meathead since his website when I first learned about it and then the release of his book, I'm so excited that there is another one on the horizon. Finally, Robert Moss is also a wealth of knowledge and information. I miss his weekly newsletter. Do you know what happened to it? I don't. Well, I mean, I do know what happened to it. Robert got busy. He picked up a restaurant critiquing gig on top of being contributing barbecue editor to Southern Living magazine and writing other books and, Uh, putting on that barbecue event that he did out there in Charleston, South Carolina. And I believe that is what you call uh, getting backburnered is what happened to that newsletter of his, the Q sheet, I believe is what it was called. There are so many different uh, fun punny names for barbecue newsletters these days, but I believe his was the Q sheet. And I think he just got, or he just backburnered it because he's busy. So If you are subscribed to it, uh, just sit back, and I'm sure at some point when he slows down a little bit and he's got things to write on, you will find a cue sheet, hit that inbox. Also, Terrence in California is writing it. Greg, am I the only one that thinks the best recurring guest on the show is Rusty Monson? Holy crap. Is this guy a star or what? Sounds like he's really doing well in his business, serving hundreds and hundreds of people at each event. Andy comes on your show to share all the experience he's chalked up. Talk about a master class of information and he's just giving it all away for free. Thank you, Rusty, for sharing your information. I hope, and can, I hope you continue to do well in your business. I hope to try your food someday. Love the show. Podcast listener mostly regards Terrence. Alright. Thank you, Terrence. Rusty's a big fan, so he'll be sure that so he'll be sure I guess in the second hour, I've decided to stop talking properly, but that's all right. No worries about that. Rusty's a big fan of this show, so I'm sure he'll get a kick out of hearing you, Terrence, writing in and saying how much you like his recurring segment on the food trailer portion of the business. By the way, new podumentary for 2022 guests that we are following, Joe Martinez of Smokin' Joe's Pit Barbecue, has been locked and loaded for his next appearance as well. That'll be next one. So look for Smoke and Joe coming up here shortly. Uh, Just Priles will be joining us here in a moment. Maybe. Big Papa's is the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies, getting you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award winning rubs and sauces to the American made grills and smokers, Big Papa's offers something for every type of outdoor cook. You know the championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like sweet money, cattle prod, cash cow, double secret steak, all proven winners on the competition trail and in backyards. 13 perfectly balanced flavors, transforming ordinary meals into extraordinary meals. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. So if you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everybody, why not try Granny's? It's great out of the jar. Also, if you want to use it as a base sauce and trick it out from there, go ahead. You bought it. Do what you want with it. Aside from the rubs and sauces, they're selling cookers. That's right. Are you looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out that Mac two-star general pellet cooker. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. You don't know what kind of cooker you need? Call them, 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A-Smokers.com. We are back with Jess Pryles right after this. Stick around. Be
2: right back. You're listening to The Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick and Greg Ramsey. The Mountain Rushmore of Talk Show Entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central show.
0: This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in 3 sizes with a host of accessories. Doesn't matter if you're just a beginner or a professional, definitely cooker want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. My next guest, the CEO of the Hardcore Carnivore brand of products. She's a spokesperson for a number of high line brands, a once authored cookbooker, continues to pump out content and recipes through her namesake website. And have I mentioned yet? that she also happens to be a Barbecue Central Show's guest Hall of Famer. Of course I have Jess Prile's joining us here on the show tonight. <laughs> Jess, are you ready to talk some live fire tonight?
3: I am so ready. Oh, okay. Born ready. I might add.
0: YouTube poll question of the week. Is there a barbecue and grilling season, yes or no?
3: No. Right. 89% of you, by the way, are saying
0: that no, there is not a barbecue and grilling season. So I thought it was going to be 100%, to be honest. It was a little bit of a trick question. But 11% of folks are pulling down the average of A++ to B+. There's
3: always like those ones who just ride the There's curtis. always that 11% are right <laughs> Damn 11%. There.
0: Before we get going, I would be remiss if I didn't offer happy birthday wishes to you, albeit a ah. little bit late, but glad you made it around the earth one more time. Did you do anything fun to celebrate?
3: I did. I went to Mexico to eat tacos. You did? It was really good. Oh. I did. Look
0: at you. you it lo- was great.
3: You thank you. Love That's very Mexico. kind. You love
0: Mexico. Don't you? I
3: love Mexico, and the- we try and go to different places each time this time was uh, guanajuato so we try and go to like very interesting cultural places not just the beaches
0: you ever thought about moving there
3: it's great inspiration um no i haven't thought about moving there but uh i do like visiting there
0: hmm. would it be yeah would it take all the joy out of it if you lived there kind of a thing
3: I think that's like with anything, you know. When you move to the place that you like going for vacation, it ceases to be a vacation. But every time I go, I you know I will always eat the street food and walk through the markets and um, just get a lot of inspiration for flavors as well. So it definitely it, it helps. I you know it's technically a work trip, right?
0: <laughs> I have a picture to show you, and I want your honest opinion on this. If you ordered, by the way, somebody in instant chat asked me. Did you bring your uh, Thermapen with you? This is not my steak. This is something that I saw on Instagram. Uh, what's his name? Max the Barbecue Guy? Is that his name? Or Brian the Barbecue Guy? What I mean, Whatever. Uh, but I, <laughs> I screenshotted it because he had a poll and it said, if you ordered this steak medium rare and it came out like this, I'm going to show you it in a second, would you be mm-hmm. ecstatic and eat it? Would you be like, eh, I'm going to eat it anyway, or would you send it back? Are you ready?
3: I'm ready. I'm. I'm actually very interested in this.
0: If you ordered that medium um, rare, are you ecstatic yeah. in eating it, just what you wanted, or is it something that you're not going to bitch and uh, moan about and eat it? Or are you sending it back? Do you
3: want me to tell you everything that's wrong with that? You go or ahead. Just answer the
0: question. I'm here for it. <laughs>
3: Um, so I rarely, if ever, send food back. There has to be something quite disastrous about it. This is disastrous. Um, but that's that's not a, a well-cooked steak. So um, it's, it's bordering on the cusp of being sent back. The other issue with it is you can see there are really big, thick salt grains on it. And I think if you're going to salt meat right before you serve it, you should use a flake salt, something that will dissolve and be a much more gentle experience on mm. your tongue because that coarse rock salt is just going to be – like offensively salty, but that, that, no, that's not a, that that's actually a rare steak.
0: Yeah. Well, guess what? Uh, this asshole is sending it right the fuck back. That's ridiculous. I mean, I'm going to assume, look, if you, <sighs> this is going to sound very shittily of me, but I apologize in advance. If you're going to go to a steakhouse that it? I'm going to go to, I don't know. I, it's not mine. I don't know. Like I said, I screenshotted it off that guy's account who made the poll if i'm if I if you're going to a steakhouse with me, my expectation yeah. is you're gonna order it at whatever your temperature is medium or below if you order medium well I'm kicking you right out of my party and out of the restaurant but medium or below <laughs> my expectation is yeah. it's coming out within a few degrees of of where we're at if I'm ordering medium rare to me this is on the cusp of yeah. blue steak I mean certainly you can tell yeah. that the um, we'll go back to it. So you have this, you know, the nice crust on the outside, but then you have a, you know, uh, been, what is that, an eighth overcooked. of an inch, right? You have an eighth of an inch of gray area, but then there's a it's large, banding. yeah, there's a large, banding. raw area. I mean, it's not, it's not yeah. technically b- blue, but it's way more blue than rare. And it's- no,
3: but also judging by the continental parsley in the background, that gives you big <laughs> like context clues that this is not a great steakhouse. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? When's the last time you saw that parsley on a plate? Never, not like to that.
0: the steakhouse as I go to.
3: Right, that's because you have, you have Class. great uh, taste. That's right. Yeah. By the it's way, that, it's that pinky,
0: uh, Jeff yeah. Rubies. I'm coming for you on Friday, Columbus. <laughs> hey, so be on the lookout for that. Um, you recently did a social post showing how to make beef tallow. So for those Mm. who won't go watch the video and are tuned in tonight, catching it on the pod later, perhaps, can you give us instructions on, I guess, A, how you would want to collect to start that process? I don't know that I actually want to, Greg. You don't?
3: I don't know that I I'm not sure that I want to encourage people not to go and watch my videos after this but let's which is how you introduced it but let's let's err on the side of caution here and let's give you the benefit of the doubt effectively you're creating um, urgency you throw is what you're doing in. that's what i'm saying i'm that's saying right. like would you eat this if dot 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 only find out the rest by watching the video um <laughs> it's just a very slow cooking process. You can do it in a slow cooker. You can do it in a saucepan. You start with a little bit of water to stop it burning. This water burns off or boils off before the well, before the tallow is ready. And then you jar it. It's really, 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 really offensively simple, Mm. to be honest with you. But then I came up with this, this, well, I actually saw someone else, my friend, Jared standing. He has got a butcher shop in LA. He was posting on his stories about these little grizzly bears so he put the tallow into gummy bear molds and made these he, tiny little what gummy are he, what bears, was he except talking they were beef tallow. They called them grizzly bears because they're <laughs> got it greased got, bears. Got, got it. Okay, but they're grizzly, but they're it. not. Yeah. Uh, but they actually make for great portion control, so you can like grab a handful of grizzly bears and throw them into a pan before mm. you see a steak. All right. So
0: yeah. Um, so uh, just if you're trimming off your briskets you just save all the fat that you're trimming off and, and then you can just make it yeah, Do you need you, to collect eight pounds first before it's worth your while or doesn't matter
3: no yeah. it doesn't matter it's not one of those things but in fact i mean it's always a good idea to collect trimmings and and you know especially for anyone out there that's also a hunter it, it's an easy way to add uh fat back in when you grind your venison as well you can make venison brisket burgers that sounds exciting to me to be honest um, but you don't. You, you can do it with a small saucepan. That's fine.
0: Uh, not to ask the dumb questions here, but that's what I do best. Let's do it so other people don't feel obligated to not ask questions. Does it add a noticeable beef flavor to whatever it's added to, or is it a different option of fat?
3: It's a, it's, it's different. So different animals, like the, the hallmark of beef tallow is it's still quite crumbly in texture, um, pork fat and lard is obviously softer. And then on top of that softer again is duck fat where you can just scoop it out of the jar without crumbling it out of the jar. And they all have a unique smell, but where they really come into their own is um, when you brown them and warm them up. So you're, you're basically forcing the Maillard reaction on that fat, browning the fat, developing extra flavor compounds, and uh, that's when you'll start getting magical flavors, and it'll start tasting like the McDonald's fries of our youth. What do you R. like R.
0: using it on best?
3: Um, I lo- My most used is probably on roast potatoes. Like the, the sickest roast potatoes in the winter oh. with beef tallow.
0: Just the winter? Yeah. Can't you can't have them in the summer? Too hot?
3: There's unlike grilling. There is a roast potato season. <laughs> <laughs> what? How dare you?
2: <laughs>
3: Not a roast potato. You have fries in the summer.
0: Hell yeah! I have, I have fries in the winter. I have mashed potato in the winter in the summer. Any potato? Why would you discriminate on potato? A potato all day long and twice on Sunday, regardless of the season. Holy shit! I-
3: Listen, I'm not discriminating against the potato. I think it's a very very special root vegetable. The problem with it is that I don't want to have my oven on four fifty for an hour in the middle of the summer in yeah. Texas.
0: Yeah, well, you put them in your cooker bro
3: what that's not roasting
0: yeah well, if you get it to the right temperature four hundred fifty degrees charcoal grill, coals on either side, potatoes in the middle, smoke roasting I mean what are we talking about? It's the same thing okay. except you add that, better flavors yeah, I right don't there.
3: like I don't like. The flavor of smoke on potatoes. We could just use charcoal.
0: I mean, I that's still a flavor. Yeah, but not Kingsford. That's just a heat source.
3: Wrong. No. I, I I disagree. Come
0: on. Once those things are ashed over, there's hardly way different than if you were to use uh, like some kind of lump charcoal. That that would definitely. Impart so, are more you of saying pronounce-
3: that if I. I mean, you're, okay, but you're saying pronounced. So if I roasted some potatoes in the oven for you, and then I roasted potatoes in my grill using Kingsford Original, you're saying that you wouldn't taste anything different?
0: Blindfolded?
3: I call bullshit, Blindfolded,
0: frankly. I would be happy to put that to the test. I'm more inclined to think I would be hard-pressed to find the difference.
3: That's crazy. As long as they're then asked you, over, like fully,
0: fully involved...
3: Nuh-uh. like
0: think. not like uh, at startup and you pitch them in there because you think you're getting good smoke. No, slave. I know what
3: you're talking about because yeah. I know how to grill, right? Like I get it, but <laughs> but I'm telling you that there's a distinct flavor difference.
0: Mm. All right, maybe my palate's crap.
3: No, it's all right.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm never going to get down the I mean, Austin, I, I, I and I'm personally. never going to get to your house. But on the off chance that that, that ever happens. We got to bust out the camera and the recorder, and we're going to put that to the test, and we'll see who's right and who's wrong.
3: I'm, i I'm. I actually want to prove the point now. So you have. You've always had the Look, invitation, uh, but, but now it's open. You
0: know, i never travel anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> so I say this stuff at tongue. I'll in just cheek, have to
3: come to Cleveland. You know,
0: okay. There's probably a better chance of me getting to Austin than anybody coming to Cleveland by choice. But you never know. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it works. We'll, we'll hold that off on the to-do list in the future. So right. um, that covers beef tallow, so try it. And then uh, write Jess personally and let her know what you think about it. And then let me know in the YouTube poll question of the week next week when I ask you if you made your own beef tallow and then have used it over the last seven days. Uh, Recipe-wise, otherwise, at jessprials.com yep. what do you have in the works or what are you working on that we should be excited for?
3: I'm working on, obviously, um, Memorial Day, 4th of July, classic recipes, but trying to put a twist on them. So I've been scribbling down a lot of burger ideas, ribs, um, also basic how-tos. I think Mm. at any time of year, there's always new people coming into the fold who haven't grilled before or haven't really dipped their feet in, and it's important to still include them in the conversation too. Like, you know, even posting about how to use a chimney is always valuable to people. Mm. So, yeah, and just you know, the usual meat science stuff, a little bit of travel stuff.
0: Will you be? Just the, it's a real, it's a
3: real potpourri of great content, Greg. A and veritable really cornucopia,
0: if you will. Yes,
3: <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's will you be
0: right. doing uh, hot dog recipes?
3: I hadn't planned on it, but you'd never know. I just feel like what I mean. What What is there to be done?
0: I don't know. With the humble hot dog. What what's there to be done with ribs? What's there to be done with burgers?
3: There's lots that you can do with ribs, I think. Because there's not different hot dog? techniques. Because they're already cooked.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean
3: <laughs> you, You're
0: you're the creative one, not me. I, I boil water and put them in there for seven minutes and then get told <laughs> no, by Stephen Reichlin I'm gonna experiment. be in the tenth circle of hell. So that's where I go
3: for boiling your hot dogs?
0: Yeah. Even Reichland said there there's a 10th circle of hell for people like me, if you can believe
3: it. Hey, um what <laughs> if I did wa- warming them up in like the toaster or something? Do you think that's a thing?
0: I don't know, but I know I know boiling water was an attention getter to say the least.
3: Was it a real trigger? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: God, I I I'm asked it I just in that. passing because when I, you know, I grew up My mom boiled hot dogs. Where do you get a lot of inspiration from? You see what's cooked in front of you as a kid. I didn't, I knew that wasn't the only way to cook a hot dog, but I just, but it's a legacy
3: dish for you. Yes. And it needs to be respected. My mom's a great
0: cook. She's a barbecue hall of fame Mm -hmm. uh, guest as well. She was in the class uh, just this past year. So she knows how to cook. So don't like shit on her because she has boiled a hot dog here or there, right? (laughs) and that's just something i do i love it way more on the grill i like doing the stupid spirals and hone my knife work a little bit so put some rub in it i'm still unsure nice. about that slot dog thing i mean you you like i slot was dog? just about to ask you about that you do slot dog i
3: don't know i don't i've never slotted before um <laughs> uh, but it's not to say that i wouldn't in future i just you're if, not an I,
0: anti-slaughter I'm,
3: I'm not an anti-slaughter. It just yeah. looks like it looks. It. I think it might look better than it tastes mm. because wouldn't it? I feel like it would. It would let a lot of juice out. Hmm.
0: Are your recipes a mix of fan-requesting stuff and whatever is inspiring you at the moment, or are you always more self-motivated and then a, a smidge or a titch of what the crowd might want?
3: Good question. Uh, I think that it's usually motivated more by the recipes that people are going to be looking for. We know at certain time of year, like people are going to be looking for certain things and then sort of filling in the gaps with, you know, you, you have to, you have to, you have to strike a balance. Because at the end of the day, I need the content to be seen. It's not just self-serving for myself. <laughs> so I know there are certain flavor profiles or certain things that don't do as well as others. And that's why you see a lot of creators, especially online, just do the same thing over and over because you can never go wrong with like a cheesy burger, mm-hmm. a, 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 you know, cutting into a juicy steak. Um, so, but, so mainly driven by uh, yearly sort of seasonal seasonality and then trying to put my own spin on it. But I do... Often ask questions on my social media if anyone has any recipes they're looking for or or anything like that. Someone asked me for another wing recipe the other day. Actually, another so, wing recipe. There you go. Well, I've cooked a few in my time. Yeah, so I bet. yeah, yes yeah. or no? Yeah, and and then it becomes you know yeah. Sorry, Ooh, okay.
0: Sorry. Finished. No.
3: No, no. It just becomes like. So you have your favorites, right? Like if you could cook wings, what would you cook them?
0: Deep fried yes. with traditional anchor bar buffalo sauce.
3: Okay, but if you have to grill them, what flavor would you be grilling?
0: Uh, my would be uh, a a mix of what is it? Oh, uh, big Papa Smoker's sweet money rub and um, a little Louis seasoning salt. That's me.
3: I think what you meant to say was Hardcore Carnivore, but that's okay. <laughs> um, what-
0: <laughs> right. What did I say? <laughs> Big Papa is but, Spanish for Hardcore t- Carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: right. My bad. Papa Grande. Yes. So, uh, but, but that's the thing. and You know that's how you like it and that's what you like. And it's really, when you make wings, it's really mainly just a variation of the seasoning or the sauce. So because um, you're probably going to cook them in the same way and you're certainly never going to cook them to medium rare so um, that n- I mean you might oh. that'll be one memorable party for all oh, your yeah, guests no
0: doubt the Super Bowl nobody ever forgot and, Yeah, and few survived yeah. <laughs> hey Jess you want to play a game yes please here we go time for the game that has swept the nation for are we going on two years now yeah I think so it's uh, Of the two songs Which one is the best And joining me For not the first time ever Jess Pryles From HardcoreCarnivore.com And JessPryles.com Jess, tell us a little bit About yourself
3: Hi, I'm Jess Originally from Australia now live in Austin, Texas uh, Taught myself how to cook meat And now teach other people How to do it Also um, Technically a meat scientist now
0: Alright, yeah. congratulations Let's play the game
3: Thank you We can probably
0: talk about okay. that Next quarter Jess, you know how the game's played. Between the two, which is the better Motley Crue song? Both songs happen to be appearing on the 1989 mega album release, Dr. Feelgood. Although, neither, in my opinion, that I'm about to give you, is the self titled track, Dr. Feelgood. Are you ready?
3: I'm so ready. Of the two,
0: which is the better Motley Crue song, Jess? Same old situation or kickstart my heart?
3: Kickstart my heart. Kickstart my heart. Kickstart my heart 100%. Final answer. All the way. Uh, Lock it in.
0: To get off the schneid from last quarter, she says kickstart my heart and didn't even flinch. Yes. You are right. Fox. We are back on it again. Kickstart my heart, of course, is way better Obviously. than the same old situation. That's right. Uh, of that Obviously. album, do you have a favorite of the album?
3: It's probably Kickstart, honestly. Oh, really, over uh, even over
0: Doctor Feelgood. Yeah.
3: Yes, mm. it is. It's just it, it's the like get up and go out and feel good song. Yeah. It's it's yeah yeah.
0: Uh, Jeff Priles is joining us hardcorecarnivore.com the place to get all the gear and stuff and rubs and whatnot and then all the recipe stuff can be found at the jesspriles.com website and of course you can find her here once a quarter through 2023 so that'll be in three months time just always appreciate the time and we will see you again in three months
3: thank you for the excellent music question and thanks for having me on
0: all right we will see you soon Justpriles right there, justpryles.com, hardcorecarnivore.com, if you are so inclined to check those out for recipes and techniques, or if you're looking for rubs and that new sauce that you got, the burn-end sauce. We have Chris Becker on deck. We're going to be talking about pellets, the pellet business, his business, all that fun stuff, so stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: You're listening to The Barbecue Central Show. get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy.
0: And we thank Jess Pryles for joining us last segment. JessPryles.com and HardcoreCarnivore.com This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. Helping me close the show this evening is a longtime sponsor. And if you have any kind of pellet cooker and you're looking for pellets to fuel, look no further than the only brand that matters, which is CookinPellets.com. We are welcoming back our pal CB, Chris Becker. Hey,
1: Chris. Hey, what up, Chris?
0: Uh, I am very excited to have you back here in the friendly confines of the barbecue central show. And it has been a chase. Uh, I think like two years I've been chasing yeah, after you, God. but look, I mean, it's been a weird yeah. time, right? We've had a pandemic since yeah. you've been on the last time. Yeah. I think you yeah, and Tuffy yeah, stone yeah. were on uh, right around the same time frame Uh, the last time both of you guys were on, which was at some point right. in 2019. So, um yeah. I'm happy to hey, have you, you know, back. Can
1: I, can I say a couple of things? One, I apologize. I wasn't trying to skate the issue, not to come on. Uh, but uh, yeah, the 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 whole COVID thing was just stupid, nutty. We were unbelievably busy. Best year we've had in seventeen years was twenty twenty, uh, because guess what? People were doing they yeah. were home cooking. All that all that influx of money everybody got they were out buying grills and then they were buying pellets and God bless everybody that bought ours. So Chris, uh, can I uh, can I interrupt
0: yeah. you just for one second? I think your uh, mic is not picked up for whatever reason. Are you able to to uh, go into the gear cog thing and hit the reconnect and uh, make sure that, yeah. that that microphone is uh, picked. Sorry. No problem. We will play traveling music. sorry, sorry, sorry as we sorry. Uh, wait here. No problem. Uh... By the way, as we wait for Chris Becker, Chris, uh, I'm sorry, Smoke and Joe's Pit Barbecue was saying that you can smoke, they smoke their potatoes and pull them at 200 degrees, but you can also do 208 degrees for those of you that were wondering about potatoes. I can tell you right now it's fixed. So thank Sorry. you for uh, doing that. No problem. And uh, yeah. so, by better? the way, for everybody that thinks that I'm a dickhead to my guests because of this whole microphone thing, listen to how Chris no. sounded for the first 45 seconds, and then evaluate that with how he will now sound for the duration of the interview. So, um, <laughs> the pandem- the yeah. pandemic yielded hay, but it also yielded probably things that you needed to reconsider from a business standpoint as it relates to cooking pellets.
1: Yes, 100%. Is the mic now working? 100%, yes. Awesome. Uh, and you know what? You're not being a dick when it comes to the mic because only because a guy that does podcasts, I 100% understand that. And there is nothing worse than a muffled guest. Yeah. So I get it, 100%. Thank you. So I, I actually appreciate that you doing that. And uh, I wouldn't have known if, if you hadn't said anything. So thank you. Yep. I, I have no way to hear back, so... Um, so yeah, uh, it's been, it's been a busy, it's been an odd two years, best year ever. It was, uh, 21 kind of slowed down. 22 was kind of flat, uh, and, and 22 actually all across the board, whether it's heating or cooking, because I know guys in both businesses, it it was actually pretty quiet Mm. in 22 and the end of 22, uh, all hell broke loose. Soon as the... Uh, I know the Ukraine war has been going on for a while. I'm not talking politics, but the Ukraine war has done a lot to create, uh, more. Uh, it, has been very busy on the heating end. I don't do heating pellets, you know that, but it was very busy on the heating end because, uh, everybody that was doing heating pellets here, uh, they offset it with barbecue pellets that make barbecue pellets other than me, of course, and they pretty much crunched in to doing 24-7 heating pellets, and they're pushing them out by the container load, shiploads out to Europe because uh, a lot of what was coming out of, believe it or not, Ukraine, Russia, uh, they made some things. Some coal is not. Uh, heating for pellets has gone through the roof in the UK, European sector. Huh. And because of that, because they were short on oil, because of that, uh, it's created a flurry at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. It's uh, it, it's just been crazy. So as far as this year, barbecue pellets, well, we're doing awesome this <laughs> year. I mean, uh, things are kind of coming back around. But
0: it Was 2022 flat because people were getting back to more of a normal life, going to work instead of being tracked at home, as it were?
1: It, I, You know, Greg, I got to tell you, I, I I, can't figure it out. I, I expected a flat year a little bit less than 20 was, uh, and I expected it because whenever you have a ramp up, you know, there's always, you know, peaks and valleys. It, there's always that up and down, and, uh, and we have been on an uphill for quite a while. Uh, so I expected maybe one down Twenty, twenty-two. I didn't, I honestly didn't know what happened. I thought people were coming back. It took them longer. And I, I don't know if you see this, uh, with what, what your business is. I don't know if you see that it was kind of flat for 22 also, but, uh, I don't know. I can't explain it. I I think people just were shy about doing everything. Mm -hmm. Plus we're, you know, we're half in a crappy recession and things aren't going great with raising it. You know, that's got a lot to do with it. So, uh, I think people are now sick of not being able to spend money. So now they are. That's my take on 2023. So far,
0: Chris Becker, joining us here on the show, cooking pellets.com. Say C O O K I N from your business internally. Customers that maybe you were dealing with, um, new accounts that you might have been looking to get. I'm stuck in a, in a weird spot the last couple of years uh, doing the trucks where dealers are on allotment. So I have to decide, okay, well, I'm going to allot this many trucks to this customer. Maybe I can't sell any trucks to this customer this year. Did you have uh, similar instances where you're... Uh, Maybe longtime customers are no more, or you're able to bring in a customer that you have been looking to get. How does that work?
1: You know, we we, we've got 400 plus dealers. We've got, you know, we've got things outside the country. That doesn't include the country. We've got a couple uh, really strong ones up in Canada. Uh, The stuff we have in Europe, you know, in the UK and Germany, um, does pretty well. But across the board. It was just soft. Everybody. Hmm. I mean, we're that we have some people that have been with us seventeen years. Some dealers. I mean, a good handful of dealers that have been with us a long time, and they just didn't buy because there just wasn't any sales. Hmm. We had one or two small ones uh, that were smaller, smaller, uh, close up. Unfortunately, because they just couldn't keep up with it anymore. Uh, you know, there there was there wasn't an influx of enough influx of business to create and keep a viable business going. And we hated to see them go. Some of them were some of our first, uh, dealers, mm-hmm. but, um, it, it was just flat. It just, it was just out. I think people were just afraid to spend money mm-hmm. all in all. I think they were just afraid, you know, on our business, um, you know, we've gone through and, you know, we mentioned this on a short call the other day that we had gone through some pretty huge changes in the last couple of years uh, and, you know, uh, got to fire a, a nice customer, which we both admitted is also a really good thing. Sometimes it's good. It's good for the heart. Yeah. And, uh. Uh, so after we did that, and uh, I don't know how far you want to get into that, but between that and a couple other customers having to go off because they were bought into, um, you know, that just changes how we looked at things. And we decided to really just focus on cooking pellets, which I know sounds odd, but we did things for other people. A lot of people don't know that. But
0: How much, um, how much of that business was for other people versus what cooking pellets was sustaining?
1: It, it wasn't – it was probably – you know, it's maybe 30%. Oh. It wasn't a huge, you know, I don't, I don't let it get out of hand. So, you know, I think I mentioned the other day, you know, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I like carrying a lot of baskets with a lot of eggs. So, cause they fall on and off and, you know, it happens. We, we gain, we lose, uh, it's a part of the, you know, part of the dealer network or just part of the business that we do. But, um the few that we had and 30% of business you lose 30% of business that's uh, you know it it's not that it hurts it doesn't help yeah but uh you know it it makes you think you know is it really worth the aggravation and I, honestly it, if it, it boiled down to no it wasn't worth the aggravation and see you later and I was happy to do that and we're we're actually we're just happier now. We're actually, uh, we have fewer issues with employees because we're not hammering on everybody and we're not getting pushed from others. So we don't push ours, uh, which is very important because I hate doing it. We've got a good base of people that have been with us a zillion years. It seems like so. Um, but yeah, so yeah, 30% give or take.
0: Chris, when you look at the cooking, cooking pellet market, food grade wood pellets, How many players are there? There's you and is there three or four other ones or is there way more? Because when you look at options available to buy for the end user to put in their pellet cooker, there appears to be many.
1: Yeah. Um, There, there are, there's a couple that have been bought up by other uh, companies. Uh, Lumberjack was bought up by a company. Uh, There was another one that was up in Northern Michigan that went out of business. Uh, I think due to his own accord unfortunately for him uh uh you know some of the some of the people that make pellets are they're, they're very small there's a grill company uh actually Smoking Brothers yep. uh good grill good guys I know them uh, and uh and I know them very well and when we did not supply their pellets for them because logistically it just wasn't good and I mean, we had a sit down and I'm like, guys, really, you, you know, you got to buy a guy in their back door almost. And he is more than capable. He just doesn't do, you know, he doesn't do the volume we do, but they didn't need that volume. And we're just not close enough to make it worthwhile. So, um, so there are other people doing it. There's, I'll tell you what, there's less smaller guys doing it than there ever has been. Uh, the big guys are out there gobbling ones up, the people that bought uh, lumberjack uh, also own Bear Mountain. Oh. Uh, they supply a bunch of heating pellets. I mean, they're over half the supply of heating pellets to this country, and they know that there's a part. I mean, they talked with us uh, on a buy, and that that just didn't happen. Uh, and we've, you know, the door's been knocked a couple times. Uh, we had another knock today, actually. Really? Uh, yeah. It's you know it. Yeah. It, hopes and dreams. And it's good that people have them. Are they, I hope and dream that they can buy us. Are but. people <laughs>
0: knocking on you that are just bigger pellet cooking comp or uh, bigger pellet producing companies, or are they like PE's or venture capitals or what? Uh,
1: you know, we have talked to a little bit of everybody. Hmm. Today was actually uh a uh I shouldn't say small business owner. He's a small business owner. Uh, we've known them for years and they are going through growth spurts and have a very good set of people in place and they are in a few different markets that kind of, kind of are on the side of the barbecue industry. And they see that dealing with us or taking over what we're doing would be an addition for them, Hmm. uh, And, uh, you know, they're, they're just trying to grow their businesses. We've had, we've talked to, we've talked to big distributors that wanted us. Uh, we've talked to small distributors, you know, it gets down to brass tacks and okay, well then, you know, as the old saying goes, show me the money. Yeah. So (laughs) So, what's
0: like, what's Chris Becker's walk-off number right now? If somebody's coming in tomorrow to stroke you a check to walk uh, away. Is it a like buck three eighty? A, a buck three eighty
1: <laughs> after tax? Three eighty, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's after tax. After tax, oh, yeah. Nice. You, you know, it it's uh, if somebody were gonna, you know, I don't know. Uh, honestly, I don't, I don't have a solid.
0: Like, do you look at it from a uh, you know he, a a multiplier of past revenue? So you know, this times uh, yeah, three it, four all,
1: years. when it comes down to it, the EBITDA is definitely a multiplier of. Yeah. You know, five to seven. I mean, it is, it's business. Yeah. Uh, for as m- much as this is our fun business, uh, it's still business. So uh, if somebody wanted to write me a check, yeah, I'd take a check. But realistically, uh, I've only talked to two companies that could probably actually write me a check. Do you have a non fun um, business? You no. Know, uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we own uh, property. We own uh, commercial property, industrial property. So not commercial, more industrial. So we're getting into commercial right now. We just sold our, our building that we had and uh, we're still in that, but now we're in the middle of Buying a couple different properties, one to house cooking pellets, uh, and I'll have access room and we'll lease out that. But, and another one that just is uh, something that I won't manage. I don't have to deal with people. I love people. I just don't like the ones that lease from me sometimes. So it's just better off. Are
0: there any new products? All in all,
1: pardon? Any new
0: products The cooking pellets? Uh,
1: uh, You know, we're, um, yeah, we're doing uh, a line of seasonings and spice blends. Um, that'll be, uh, we're going through the website right now, not really, uh, making it look different. We're just, uh, bringing it to, uh, it just needed to be looked at. It's just a end stuff needed to be tightened up and, you know, secure and, you know, not that it isn't, but we're just, we're just trying to get it more functional. There was a few bumps in the road and, uh, I had a person that was on it and didn't quite keep up with it the way we thought and we found out late. And so we're, we've been on that for the last month uh, and hope that's going to get done soon. But our seasoning and spli- uh, spice blends. So we're starting with a uh, grilled steak seasoning, uh, lower no salt in that, very flavorful. Um, uh, when it comes available, I will let you know. Well, actually, we... So you tell me what you want to do and I'll tell you right now. I would uh, send... 10 packs of two to like uh, 10 people that you know you tell me to send it to. Oh, all right, we'll do that. We'll play
0: a game on the show and then we'll, we'll do it over the course of uh, 10 weeks and I'll send you the winner sure. every week and you can just ship them out directly. Sure.
1: All right, yep, yeah, perfect. Sounds and uh, so we, we have we're actually going to be doing on the grilled steak, we're going to be doing a buy one, share one with a buddy. So you get two for the price of one. Uh, and, uh, uh, when that gets up, you know, we'll let you know, so you can go ahead and say it and somewhere in right. the next, hopefully 10 weeks, that'll be up so you can push it. But Great. So we're starting off with a couple things, uh, you know, a brisket, rubbing a chicken, uh, uh just, you know, just things that we probably should have been doing a long time ago, yeah. but because we were busy doing other things, we just didn't. So. Let's end here.
0: Royal Oak is proudly displaying charcoal pellets some friends that yeah. i have in the live fire community i don't know if they have association with them or not but they are also putting it up that they are 100 percent charcoal pellets right. for anybody new to the show this is something that you and i talked about probably as long as you should have been having rubs and spices out on the market like eight <laughs> nine ten years ago, right uh, yeah and when we talked about it <laughs> yeah. that time it was very quickly dismissed. I don't even think we got into the nuts and bolts. But now, five, six, no. seven, eight years, ten years later, here it comes again. And it seems it's even more of a fervency than it was the first time around. So let me ask you, can charcoal pellet, is like, is that a thing for real? And then if so, since you're the guy that makes pellets, how would you go about making a charcoal pellet?
1: So there's two ways. We've done it. You know this. We've made them. Uh, but there's two ways to do it. You either make it with wood, and if you do, all you're doing is using the charcoal as a colorant. That it really doesn't make a charcoal pellet. Looks like a charcoal pellet, but it's nothing more than wood that's been, you know, blackened mm. with the the charcoal. So you can't. Charcoal is a product that you cannot compress it and. Pellets are compressed, so uh, they're compressed about 10, 15,000 tons of pressure, and that's what makes the pellet sawdust compression. That's what makes it nice and hard, and what keeps that together is a natural product called lignin. We've talked about this. It's in every tree, and that comes out when it gets heated up, and it gets heated up when it gets pressed. So when it pops out the other side of the die, that's what the shiny part is on a pellet, Mm -hmm. is the lignin. That's the binder. So when you have... Too much charcoal and not wood, you have no binder. So therefore, you really can't make a charcoal pellet unless you add a binder hmm. to it. So I won't personally. We will never make a pellet that has anything in it that isn't natural. So I won't. I won't do binders. We well, don't like. Even what use would oil the binder have anymore. to be? Uh, it, it's. Uh, So it's a chemical base. Sometimes it's not a bad chemical. So like borax. uh, eh, No, some starches can be a binder, um, but they're, it's just not natural. That's all. That's all it is. It's not a natural binder in a pellet. So it's a chemical binder. I don't care if it's a food stuff or not. uh, It still burns off different than the wood does. Mm. So I'm not saying Royal Oak, please. Not saying Royal Oak is putting any binders in their stuff, but if they're making charcoal pellets, I'd love to know how the hell they're doing that Mm. because torrified. Now, a torrified pellet is uh, a pellet that is made of wood. That pellet is then burned to charcoal. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Okay. But that's not. Charcoal itself—that's a torrified pellet. There's still little wood there. If there's, and that's an expensive process. That would be like More lump charcoal. Selling, uh, yeah. It, uh, yes, yeah. it would be kind of yeah. Yeah, in essence, because it burns off. It burns off the um, the softer parts of the tree, and it, it leaves the harder parts. That which is what happens with charcoal, pretty much. But that seems. That uh, seems
0: like it would be really. You would have to get it in pellet form. I I would imagine. Uh, yes. And then put it through the retort process to get it to right. where it's been, you know, charcoalified, not a word, but right. I just made it up and we'll put and it on And it's t-shirts. very strong.
1: Yes. I've, I've had, I have torrified pellets at the shop and they're strong, you know, and we looked at adding it into different ones, but we couldn't get us. The problem is there's very few people that actually torify pellets and those that do it, you know, like some other things think they have gold. And I'm, you know, it's just a torrified pellet. Now, the problem is you're putting the the process into the pellet manufacturing and then you're torifying it. So, yes, it's more expensive. So, um, but it's... If I sent you it's a bag... not a charcoal.
0: If I sent you a bag and you cut it open, would you be able to pretty much tell right off the bat what, yes. what the process is? Yeah. All right. yeah I have I a connection. A I have a connection. I'm going to send yeah. you a bag oh, and then okay. you're going to do due diligence. And then between us off air, we'll... Figure out what's going on, and, and then that's that. And sure. then we'll yeah, keep I mean, it all I'd, to ourselves. i love to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be smarter, and you won't. So, right. uh, Chris, anything yeah, else uh, happening before I let
1: you go? To see uh, that? No, and I, you know, again, I'm going to tell you, I, I apologize for uh, for the. Uh, off put of not being able to be on it because I always appreciate when we're uh, when we sit and chit chat and and I, when I'm on the show and uh, you know it's always good to roll in with other pe- I mean Jess is she's awesome and you know it, it's not bad to be on shows with other awesome people other yep. other like yourself Greg oh thank you so I I just uh, I just want want to let you know I appreciate the time and uh, you know just uh, just business being upside down for a couple of years and. Uh, you know, just getting it straightened back out.
0: So. Yeah. Well, bi- as long as busy business is good business, then that's the only way. Oh, yeah. I would. Uh, I always. would like to be operating. So glad to hear that. That's yeah, the fact. Always. This is Chris always, Becker always. from Cooking Pellets. C O O K I N. CookingPellets dot com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets to put in those pellet driven cookers. Chris, appreciate the time to catch up tonight. We'll talk to you, you again soon.
1: Yeah. No problem. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate it. Have a good one. then. you got it. Chris
0: Becker from Cooking Pellets and if you have never tried them shame on you dot the place to go or go to their website find a dealer near you and then pick them up at the dealer support the dealer that supports cooking pellets and you're doing everybody a favor and you tell me they aren't the best pellets out there on the market today all right we're back to wrap the show right after this stick around we'll be right back
2: Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best Triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpey.
0: And we thank Chris Becker for joining us last segment. C O O K I N, cookinpellets.com. El Jefe Smoke. Charcolified. I like it let's get it on t-shirts LFA and we'll split the profits 80% me and 20% you because I came up with charcoalified so if you haven't tried the cooking pellets brand or if you're a partial to some other brand and you're open to giving cooking pellets a try give them a shot again on the website or you can find a dealer near you pick them up directly and then you're off and running right all the way back in the first hour we had tuffy stone from uh, a of cool smoke tuffystone.com his website you can pick up his uh, rubs and sauces there he's got his book on there probably potentially another book in the making maybe who knows tuffy's up we'll have him on a handful of times here in 2023 no doubt so looking forward to continuing the conversation with Tuffy Stone. After Tuffy Stone, it was third Tuesday of the month. Regular guest, 35 past the first hour, West Wright from cookoutnews.com. Second hour was quarterly guest for the second time in 2023. JessPryles.com, hardcorecarnivore.com, creator of both of those websites and brands and products, JessPrials. Off the schneid, by the way, on the rock and roll song game as we play at the end of every segment and then Chris Becker closing out the show from cookout uh, cooking dot com c-o-o-k-i-n Cookinpellets.com, getting a catch up on their business what they expect in 2023 any new products coming this year which you said there are and uh, then we talked about the re-emergence of charcoal pellets 100% charcoal pellets we'll see we'll dig in I'll let you know so remember next week the show is not Tuesday. It's going to be Wednesday. The week after that, the show is going to also be on Wednesday. They will be live shows, we'll do live. so don't worry about that, but we will be on Wednesday. I will also keep you abreast of that in social media postings throughout the course of the week. So, how do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host, the proud U.S. American, Greg Rempy. Good night now.
2: This is Maddie Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central.